Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm talking about Instagram Marketing 101, and what I mean by that is I just want to clarify is I don't really mean like how to grow on Instagram, how to you know, make 10K from Instagram. I'm talking like how to actually use Instagram as a tool that's going to sustainably grow your business and it's going to sustainably promote your business in a non kind of artificial or sleazy slash doors salesman kind of way. And the reason why I'm doing this episode is because I know there's like a lot of the typical Instagram tips out there, like, you know, do reels, do the 15 minute marketing method. Um, make sure you're doing these things for your analytics and your engagement. This is hashtag strategy. And I think all of those things are really important as well, but they're just not the things that I've found to be super vital to my Instagram kind of journey. And I just wanted to share the things that I think were integral to that. And so I'm going to be giving five tips, hopefully quickly, um, on the things I think are really important to consider when using Instagram as a main channel for your marketing and for client accumulation. And I'm also going to add in an extra tip at the end if you are a product or service provider to help you as well use Instagram to promote those things. So let's just jump right in. And as always, if you have any questions, feel free to DM our account on Instagram or my Instagram, and I'll give you an answer as soon as possible. So first one is to create genuine relationships. And the reason why I say this is because Instagram was created as a social media networking platform. And so if you think about what that actually means, it means that it was created with the purpose, you know, before they integrated, you know, all of like the shopping and the ads and stuff, it was made to connect people. And it was at fundamentally at its core created to make people Um, meet each other over the internet in the same way they would in person. And so I think the reason why it's been really helpful for me to create genuine relationships is because like, I think the platform was fundamentally created for that. And another thing is, you know, I used Instagram for a really long time as like my own social media profile, like as a personal, normal person without a business. And that's just the way that I enjoyed Instagram. And so to preserve my relationship with Instagram and to not like absolutely hate it, I tried to kind of integrate or hybridize that way of thinking about Instagram as kind of like relationship building platform in addition to being like a marketing platform. So that's my first tip is not to treat it so much as like a marketing tactic or not solely as like a marketing channel, but also as a place for community, for relationships, for meeting people who are similar to you or who you want to learn from and who can learn from you. And I think you'll find a lot more value in Instagram that way. And then when you find more value in showing up um, onto Instagram and having those relationships with people, it's easier to go on every day and to engage and to create content because you're actually caring for the people that you're creating content for. You're connecting with them. You know your audience a little bit better and it just makes it a bit more fun and enjoyable. So that's my main tip that I think is really important. Another tip that I think is often overlooked is the content creation portion. And I think... We speak a lot about content creation in terms of like make sure it's under your content pillars and make sure that it's being targeted to your audience and make sure there's like a call to action, blah, blah, blah. And I think all those things are really important. I agree. Like those are things I think about when I'm creating content. 
But the number one thing that I've learned over maybe a year of growing my Instagram is you need to make sure that the content you're creating is something that you're proud of. I think for a long time I was creating content that was really tactic and very strategically made so that I would get more shares and more saves and I would get more engagement. And for a while I found myself in like this rut where Instagram wasn't exciting for me anymore and creating content kind of felt like a task rather than something that was like fun that and creative for me to take a break from uh, my client work with and so I think honestly the biggest key to making Instagram work for you sustainably in the long run is to yes take into consideration all of those kind of strategic elements but also to make sure that the content you're creating is for you in addition for your audience make sure that you're proud of what the content that you're making make sure that it's not only for the people that you're trying to attract, but also something that you're proud to then disseminate as like a stand-in for yourself. I think once you start to do that, then it's way more exciting and fun to create content and you're going to put it out better content because you're going to be more passionate about it. You're going to be more connected to it. And when that content is passionate and has intention, it's going to be designed better usually and People can feel that and that quality is going to drive the overall quality of the perception of your work. And so I think that this is one of the tools and tips that I kind of wished I had taken in the very beginning just because for a long time I was really lost in what content I was supposed to be creating and I was trying to find inspiration from other people who who just weren't me and the things that they like to create weren't the things that I liked to create and so once you find something that inspires you the types of content that you really enjoy making that's when you'll find a sweet spot of being strategic but also doing things that that you're happy with so my third tip is kind of the gift of giving and receiving um I think that there's this weird kind of rhetoric or dialogue around engagement as in like in order to get xyz you need to do xyz and it's very transactional and I don't really love that kind of language when you're talking about supporting other creatives and receiving support back just because I think it kind of makes us seem like we're like at the stock market or something or that we're like machines and we're just trading things back and forth in order for some output I think you know, it needs to kind of feel natural and I don't think there should necessarily be a ton of ulterior motive to supporting other creatives or other people on your community. I think that the whole thing of giving and receiving needs to kind of feel like natural and needs to feel intuitive to you to you and so my tip is to instead of thinking about like if I want people to comment on my posts and I need to comment on other people's posts to rather to just reshift your mindset into thinking like well I want to support this person and I like what they're doing so I'm going to comment on their post regardless of whether or not they post on mine and once you get onto that mindset of just I'm just going to support those that I admire and that I want to uplift you know naturally that energy is going to come back to you but it's not going to have that really unsustainable kind of like temporary sort of transaction because when you think about it transactionally that it makes it seem like there's a lot of effort and a lot of like planning involved 
Whereas if you just do it out of like the kindness of your heart or just do it because you want to, it's way easier to sustain that kind of action and that kind of behavior over time. And it's just, it's just better for the community when the types of support that we're giving is genuine rather than kind of artificial or planned or has some sort of motive to it. And so I think that's another thing as well. Now, my fourth tip is something that I think is potentially oversaid, but it may seem kind of obvious, but I think it's just the art of, of your face. And that's something that a lot of people talk about, like showing up on stories, showing up on reels and, you know, posting photos or having a face to the brand. But I really think that is like such an important aspect of your brand's business that I think I just was oblivious to for like the first half of my business Instagram um, journey. And so in the very beginning, I kind of took like a studio approach, um, like an agency approach maybe, where I just posted work. I didn't post any fillers. I didn't post any helpful like tips in between. It was literally just like mock-ups, mock-ups, mock-ups all the time. And then no photos of myself. No one really probably knew who I was behind my, my screen name. And so... I noticed that I wasn't making those relationships right because it's like it almost feels like there's no person behind the the profile. I was making very little um, connection. I was making very weird kind of transactional relationships with a couple of other similar profiles in it and it felt like a very odd space to be occupying in the very beginning. I didn't really feel like commenting on people. I didn't show up on stories ever. I rarely posted stories and my engagement was super low and I just grew really slowly in the very beginning and I couldn't really understand why it was working for other people and not for me and it wasn't really until I started posting one, a couple of like brand photos of myself that I'd taken and two, started actually going on stories and just sharing things about my day or just talking with people that I really felt that community start to open up, that content making started to be like way more fun and that it just felt a lot more natural. And I think that's like kind of going back to what I was telling you earlier about creating genuine relationships and Instagram being a social networking space, not just a transactional space. I think it, it all connects back to that, right? Like, I think faces are kind of the backbone of Instagram. That's how they were, how the app was developed. And it became into this big giant today. Like, people originally used to, like, take selfies in those really cringy, like, poses with, the, like, the duck face and, like, the peace sign and stuff. Um, but that was the beginning of Instagram. And I think that's still to this day central to the core of the app. And so... I understand in some ways like putting your face to the brand is kind of a lot and like a little bit scary and jarring at first and I have an episode about this called like marketing anxiety but um, I do think that if that is something that's really important to you like using Instagram as like a channel for community and also for a sustainable kind of marketing place I, I do think that that's a tip that could really change the way that you view and interact with the app just because once you have a face or even if you don't want to show your face but at least showing yourself a bit more like having a bit more personality and like vulnerability on your profile will really help you accomplish like tips one through three. So that's another thing um, that I want to spin off of is being vulnerable and personable on your profile is really important. I think that we often get into this weird like mindset where a business account needs to be like really professional and 
it's like unprofessional to show any sort of like personality or vulnerability or weakness and that that will turn off clients and I think that's a huge misconception that we just need to break down immediately because I think that our you know if we think about it we are not corporate America or at least people that I think that I'm talking to like if you're a creative a freelancer biz biz owner like designer especially in like the space that I'm currently occupying on Instagram like none of us occupy this like huge corporate space we are all kind of independent smaller studios or companies and as far as I know, like people in that space don't necessarily like working with these like kind of cold, faceless brands. They actually prefer to be to know that neighbor and to like know the name of the person they're speaking with. And because of that preference, I actually think that showing up on your social media and being a bit more personable and feeling a bit more human on there actually does attract the people that we're trying to work with. Because unless you are working with corporate America, then maybe ignore me. But for the most part, I think clients look to connect with people first and then the business that they represent. I don't think I've ever worked with a client that I didn't personally feel a connection to. Like when we have the consultation call and we talk for a little bit and we we just connect and we know that we're going to work together well. Like I think that's always been the case for me that it's almost kind of like the person first and the brand second. And I think that's something that we kind of potentially neglect when it comes to our social media that we think that we as people behind the brand aren't important and that maybe it's like superfluous or like unnecessary to be putting our faces and our personality out there but ever since I started doing it I started to you know crack a couple of jokes show my humor talk about my struggles maybe with like mental health with school um, with client situations ever since I started doing that I've found that so many people have been able to connect with me on a deeper level and see me more than just maybe like a designer and see me more as a person and because of that people who align with my my, my circumstances with my views with you know my personality that's been just another layer that people get to connect with me on rather than just my designs and so because of that why wouldn't you want to open up more channels or possibilities for people to connect with you so that's my other tip. It's totally okay if that's something that you're not ready for. Or that's something that doesn't really appeal to you because it didn't appeal to me either in the beginning. I was not super comfortable with showing sides to myself that I didn't like necessarily feel was appropriate. Um, but it, that's totally fine. Like if you're ever ready, if you're never ready, like that's all right. I just think that that is something that has helped me a lot and that I would consider doing if you are having some trouble kind of engaging with people or connecting with people beyond like a surface level. So that was my kind of quick fire of my top five tips for like using Instagram as a sustainable sort of platform for your business rather than the typical marketing tips. I'm also going to add in an extra tip for you though. If you are in the like passive income product space or if you provide a service um i think that a lot of people who listen to me maybe like have taken courses before or have bought passive income products from other designers or creatives so you guys know the gist right like you find out on their instagram that they're selling templates or a course or some sort of workshop and you decide to attend or purchase it or not and I think something that I've realized since starting to sell my own passive income products, like my templates and my workshops, is that showing results or samples is way more effective than like describing this the product or the service. 
So let me like kind of backtrack there. For a product, for example, like a template, I think as a general tip that it's way easier and way more compelling of a story to sell to people when you actually like apply whatever template you're making to like a project, for example, and show the end product or show the result rather than just showing like the blank template. And that just kind of sounds like common sense, right? It's like staging a home. Like it's nicer and easier to sell a home once it's been staged because then it's easier for people to like imagine themselves in the space rather than like an empty hollow home. And it's kind of the same way when it comes to like templates, for example. It's way better to show samples of the the product in use or to show the results. Like, you know, maybe somebody that you trust, like you give them a free version of the template they use on a project and they share it and then you get to use that content. Showing results or samples is like just way more compelling than some sort of like blank template or just like a product photo. And so I think that's one way that I would softly recommend that you switch to if you're currently like promoting your product in a like a more like salesy way I think that's a good transition to make if you want it to come across as less kind of like profitably driven and more kind of just like as a helpful resource or tool and then that kind of also goes like if you're promoting a course or promoting a workshop like I did a workshop series as well and I think a big issue that I had was like getting people to understand just how much value was in the workshops because I kept just saying like oh here's the here's the workshops and here's what's going to be covered and I don't really think people understood the true kind of like impact of them until after my first workshop. After my first workshop is when I made I think probably like 50% of the rest of my sales like um, all the rest of the people who only bought one workshop decided to purchase the rest of them or you know and I, I realized that it's because people want results they want to see that what they're potentially getting is effective or is going to be worth their while or has value and I think so, um, a really good way of promoting these things is to instead of just describing what the the service or the product is is to again like give feedback from people who attended the workshops is to get testimonials is to um, give even like a, a short sample of a part of a tip from a workshop or something is to give a more comprehensive view or I guess a preview for people of what they're getting into before they actually purchased it instead of just a description. So that was a long-winded tip, but I'll just sum it up for you. And it's essentially just if you're trying to sell a product or service, show results or visual samples or previews rather than just describing them. And I think in that way, because we're typically quite visual people as creatives, it's going to help people get a better sense of the value you're providing. And it's going to also come off in a more organic way than, than like just straight promoting your product. And so that's my extra tip for you today. So those are my tips, my five plus an extra one for using Instagram. And I hope this was helpful. As always, like I said, you can just ask me any questions at all if you have any questions um, regarding to any of the tips I have or ones not related to anything I've said in this episode. And as always, I hope you enjoy this podcast so far. I've been trying to um, kind of schedule all of my episodes in a way that feel natural in terms of like the chronology of owning a business and trying to figure out things. I'm trying to take it like step by step, doing things that I think 
are helpful in terms of progression, like building up on top of one another. But feel free to let me know if you would want me to cover something, if you think I skipped something. I have lots of episodes scheduled after this that I will build probably on top of everything I've talked about so far. But I love hearing feedback. I love hearing on any topics you want me to cover in a diary entry. So keep DMing me. um, Keep emailing me. I love to hear all of your feedback. And I'll see you in the next episode. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to The Design Diaries. We'll catch you on the next episode.